My name is J. Tom Washburn. I'm the minister at the Austin Avenue Church of Christ, and this is our last podcast on the book of Philippians. I will continue the podcast, and we're going to continue with some other studies and just a, a few things that, that I've learned along this journey of having cancer. But today, we want to finish up the book of Philippians. Uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, I'll start reading, and I'll read through the rest of the chapter, and then just spend a little bit of time and only talk about a few of the points that are in this section. Starting in verse 2, I plead with Udia and I plead with Sinche to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice, and the Lord, the God of peace, will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. But you had no opportunity, uh, but you had no opportunity to show it. I, I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet, it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I, met, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment, and even more, I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. As you look at this section, Paul is addressing and finally gets to one of the big points of this book. I, I want for these two women to quit whatever this disagreement is. I want you to stop. Because one of the points that he's brought out earlier in this book is the unity that we have in Jesus Christ, the joy that comes in Jesus Christ, and the fact that we are to be a light in the world. We're to shine like stars in the night. And if we're bickering with one another, that can't happen. 
I've often chuckled. I don't, I don't remember where I first heard it, but when you invite people to church, if they look at the church and the church is just bickering and fighting and bickering and fighting, and you say, we want you to be a part of this family, they'll look at us and they'll say, I've already got a family that fights like that. Why would I need another family? Folks, we're supposed to be different than the world. We're supposed to look different. We're supposed to act different. We're supposed to have a different environment and atmosphere than the world. And so he says, I want these two women to quit fighting. I want them to quit fighting. And then he says, I don't want you to worry. Verse 6, it gets down and he says, don't be anxious about anything. That word anxious is an interesting word. It is translated uh, from a Greek word that literally means pulled in two different directions at the same time. When I think of worry, when I think of anxious in the Bible, I think of sitting and wringing your hands and worrying about things that, that just aren't going to happen, may never happen. You know, being governed by fear. I saw in a movie the definition of fear is being governed by something that hasn't happened yet and something that may never happen. How many times do we sit and we just worry? How many times do we sit and we're anxious about our children, about our situation? We're just anxious and we sit and we fret. He says, don't do that. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to pray with thanksgiving. I want you to offer prayer. So I want you to pray right. I want you to pray right. And then he gives these three points on, on what we need to be doing in our prayers. He says, I want you to pray right. Right praying is, is not something that comes easy to us because it depends on us having this right mind. And part of that right mind is, is trusting in God. In fact, the last part of this, this chapter, when Paul's talking about sin, uh, these needs and the, how they've helped him out, and he starts off that section, I've learned what it is to be content. You want to know a good phrase that, that helps us in, in learn, understanding that? It's this phrase that says, I trust God. I trust God. Tell me, when has God ever allowed you to starve to death? If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably got food in your kitchen. If you're listening to this podcast, you have clothes. You probably even have a, a house, or at least you have some technology that enables you to listen to this. God has been faithful to you up to this point. Why do you think all of a sudden God's going to stop being faithful? I've learned to be content. What that means is I've learned to trust God. I trust God. No matter what the situation, I trust God. I trust God. He's always given me what I need. I trust God. But I need to not only pray right, I need to think right. He says, whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, lovely, of good report, whatever of virtue or of praise, I want you to think about those things. You know, it's hard to give thanks to God when all you ever think about are the things you don't have. And the things that Satan is whispering in your ear saying, you'd be happier if you didn't only have the things that you had, if you had more. So we need to stop and we need to count our blessings. We need to think about the good things and the things that God has blessed us with. You know, even through this journey of cancer, there's times that I can look back and, and, I, and I've been blessed just yesterday. Yesterday evening at 9 o'clock, a friend from Lubbock called me that, that I hadn't seen in a couple of years. And he said, I was just thinking about you. 
and we visited for 15, 20 minutes, and I thought, what a, what a blessing. God always sends what we need exactly when we need it. Have you ever noticed that? We have what we need. He, he's seldom early. He's never late. But he sends us the blessings that we need. I've learned to be content because I've learned to trust God. He gives me exactly what I need. And so in our prayers, we need to pray right. We need to think right. But we also need to live right. We need to live in such a way that people see Christ in us. You know, if you want that peace of God, that peace of God comes when you're living inside of the will of God. If we're walking with the Lord, then the peace of God and the God of peace exercises His influence in our heart. You know, when we're doing what we're supposed to do, we're able to sleep well at night. We can have a contentment. We can have joy. So as you look at the book of Philippians, I want you to remember that he calls us and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Paul writes this when he's in prison. And he's still saying rejoice. Why? Because our joy is not based upon our circumstance. It's based upon our position. And our position is that we are in Christ. And in Christ, I have all of the blessings that God has promised to me. Trust Him. Rest in God. And you, too, can have that joy.